Right, so we're back. Okay, we're back, we're back, we're back. Quick things, quick settings. Let's keep this moving. So, 30 people are back already. Nice. How you feeling, Rich, anyway? You enjoying this? Yeah, can you hear me still? Am I still here? I can hear you. If the sound's yeah. on, anyone no, no, it's all, Yeah, I feel, it feels good. I, feel, I think, you're, Lord, you're actually quite good at this, isn't it? <laughs> Fam, if you don't come in on TV to back it, like, Instagram yeah. live to embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I think this has actually been really good. I'm enjoying it. Why is Matt um, talking about football? Matt, so when we get to football, I'm going to barge you against the Raiders, fam. Uh, Max. Sorry. Max has got a lot of heart, though. You've got to give him that. Max is going to get a young barge real quick. All right, let's jump into the questions, though, because they're coming back in. All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Young music boss. Wait, can you see the questions? Do I need yeah, I can. Questions? I can see. No, you say it. I like, I like when you say it. Say it, bro. All right, young music boss. So say free tips for people entering the music industry that aren't artists. Okay, cool. Okay, I can, uh, off the top of my head, I'd say um, do your research on the area that you want to work in. Uh, if you want to do A and R, make sure you, you can talk to it or marketing. Like, have a passion for an area of the music. Um, I'd say be super punctual and on time. I, I think being being able to organise yourself and and get things done and be efficient with your timing is really, really important because um, people people rate it and people respect it. Um, and what else should I say? I try not to be discouraged too early because it's quite easy to do that in this business because there are a lot of people trying to get in. But I'd, I'd suggest that you just persistent, and not persistent, it's more like perseverance actually, um, <clears throat> is something that I'd really sort of, uh, yeah, that, that, that I'd say you need to, as a tip, just be, be sort of relentless in, in pursuing what you want to do. And you know what? That should that leads me to like a couple questions I was said um, by people as well, like people that want to be executives. You know what I mean? Because what what would you say the steps are into becoming an A and R, or what would you say the best route is? You know, for for the people that want to be A and Rs that are watching, I, what what kind of do you? You know, I think right. I think for me the best route to be an ANR is to just be an ANR at the start without without getting paid without sort of giving, doing um, work for a company. I think the best thing to do is show an interest, find artists that you like, look at some of your favorite artists that you that you rate, look at who's on the record, who's who's done the production, who's been writing on it. I mean Spotify now you can check Spotify, the credit section, and you can look at songs and you can unpick records and you can actually you'll see a pattern in the sort of genres and styles of music where you see a lot of people popping up left, right and center on, um, that are the same. And I think you can do a lot of work before you actually become an A&R to be an A&R. And I, I think you've got to sort of be able to have a meeting with an A&R and add um, some sort of um, value and knowledge to, to them. Like you've got to tell them you're into acts, you've got to talk about the music you like, you've got to feel, you've got to look like you're passionate about what you want to do. Mm, okay. And, I guess a couple of questions I've got as well that have been said. So what what like what makes a good day and all, would you say? I guess that's a subjective. You know what? I, it's, it is subjective, but I think the best A and Rs uh, manage to repeat 
they managed to have success more than once. I think anyone can get lucky. Anyone can win a lottery ticket and win some money. Um, and that happens a lot. I think it's about being able to do it over and over. I think no matter what you do, all the good A&Rs manage to have hits over and over with, with not just one artist, but with a few artists. And I think good A&Rs are able to sort of reinvent themselves and, 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 and have wins outside of just one artist. Perfect. All right, let's go to some more questions. People make me laugh, you know. Rob said, child Rob. That's said, what's this tune Rob about? <laughs> if you're tuning in, that means you're interested, Rob. I see you, mate. Um, he put it in with Rob, man. <laughs> Rob's proper trolling. It's good to see he's so supportive of, of the business, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Rob. Rob's trolling while watching. Um, Matt Parker <laughs> goes, how has the industry changed since you started? Oh, it's changed massively. Streaming's happened. <laughs> so it's massive. It turns it on its head. There was a point at the end of sort of the CD era where the money was running out on the business. It was getting harder and harder to sort of see where it's going to go. Streaming has just given given everybody oxygen again. Like the future is bright. I think streaming's pretty much saved everything. Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely changed massively. Um, I think urban culture uh, has changed. It's come to the forefront of commercial music within the UK. I think in America it was already there, but the rest of the world have kind of caught on with the new generation. I think the, mm. gate the gatekeepers have changed. Before, if you didn't get a record on Radio 1, you're pretty much toast. and you, you, That's it. You, people, yeah, getting dropped. Yeah. people got dropped for not getting on Radio 1. Um, or, or, or any of the bigger radio stations and now you can have a hit record through having massive views on, on your video on YouTube or you can have a hit record through streaming alone um, there's other, other factors that allow you to sort of have success so for me it's changed massively but all for the better Alright we got questions flying in so let's keep going um, what step is needed to turn artist buzz into maturity uh, that's a hard one. I think it's true that there are a lot of acts that have a buzz on them that everyone's after. We, we've all been in the, in the rat race, um, chasing the hottest thing um, that has the most potential. Um, I think the next step after, after the buzz bit, I think, again, it's a similar thing to the A&R thing. It's about showing uh, repetitiveness and being able to sort of repeat the sort of success that you sort of managed to muster up at the start. So for me, um, I, I think you've got to have a plan. Mm. I think you've got to go from a buzz. You've got to go. You've got to look at a plan for a longer, a longer stint, whether that be uh, twelve months or, or two years or three years. But you've got to have something past "I am hot." Yeah, uh, yeah, and write it down. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> My missus reminded me. I do that a lot. Like you've got to write stuff down. You've got to look at it. You've got to remember what you said and and, and try and work towards it. Yo, yo, I'm seeing like Luke Mixman's joining. Shout Luke Mixman, my brother. Yes, brother. We got Luke. Luke is in LA right now. That's why we're picking up Luke, by the way, because it's uh, what's the time in LA? Eight hours behind, something like that. So, yeah, shout out Luke for joining. Right, let's keep it going. Um, Big E, right? Question for Lloyd and Rich: What has been your biggest learning curve in the business? You'll answer that first. I'll, I'll go after you, bro. <laughs> uh, I think my biggest learning curve has been that I don't know everything and I'm still learning. And I actually enjoy that, by the way. I enjoy every day knowing that I don't have all the answers. And as an A&R, I love the fact that we often, we often 
think things. We're like, oh, that's a hit. That's a smash. That's it. Listen, no one knows. We don't know where, <laughs> like, we don't know in it. That's the real truth. So my biggest learning curve is actually knowing that I don't know, I don't know everything. So I'm constantly learning every day. And that, that, te- that keeps me going. That keeps me, like, every morning I'm, like, gassed. Like, I'm going to learn something new today. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Was, what would you say yours is? Yeah, mine, mine is sort of, a, a sort of, I'd speak to that point as well. I've, I've worked with a bunch of labels. I've worked with, like, I've met a bunch of presidents that have all sold tons and tons of millions of, of records. And they all have a different opinion on every single song you play them. And so in the sense of you don't know everything, I don't think any of these guys know everything either. I think some of them are more consistent than others, um, but some of them are in a position where they can just call it a lot more and uh, they're able to sort of get away with it a bit better. But I think ultimately none of us totally know, but we all have an instinct. We all find things that we love. I've always feel like for me, one of the biggest things I've learned is me like loving and feeling passionate about something could be the difference between it working or not. Yeah, so about your energy and your passion. Basically. Yeah, 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 passion. Because people know when I, when I chase stuff down, like, I go all in. Like, it's heart and heart and guts and, and like, I want to run through walls for the people I'm working with. I'll, I'll ride for it. I'll do whatever I can to sort of make that work. And I think I really love that. I really love being able to control that energy. Um, it doesn't mean it always works, but it, it just means that I know that the stuff I'm involved in, I'm, I, I do it for the right reasons. So my biggest learning is, is is sort of your passion and your energy around something can really make a difference. Big up. Love that. Why is your phone moving, Rich? You moving your phone around? You know what? It's, I'm charging my phone, right? I'm trying to charge the phone because it's running out. Um, so I'm having to charge and leave it and I'm holding it with two fingers. So that's why it's a bit wobbly. So apologies. Well, let's, let's keep going because the questions are covered in quick, quick, quick. Um, what would you advise... Oh, I guess what your advice would be for upcoming up and coming acts to think about getting their work published. Oh, okay. Would you advise up and coming yeah. acts to think about getting their work published? Yeah, I, I definitely. I think sometimes if you're not, especially if you're not signed, sometimes the publishing. Like if you do your publishing early, you have a bit more time to think about what label you want to sign to. Um, so I think the publishing money can give you a bit of a cushion to allow yourself to develop a bit more as an artist as well if you want to be an artist so I do think publishers can do a good job of sort of allowing you to develop and it allows you to sort of not necessarily sign something too early on on the record side which a lot of people need okay let's keep going <laughs> Emmanuel said, "Do it. <laughs> what you do, do the publishing. This guy works in publishing. Yeah, of course you do." <laughs> Shout out everyone in the comments. I've seen all the trolls as well. Rob, you're not linking no team. Your wife is at home. Allow me. Which is, um, is my wife in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yes. how do you, how do you think this pandemic is going to affect live shows? Oh, me. It's. I think. I. I don't. To be honest, I don't. I don't totally know. I think it's. It's really sad what's happening to everyone that works in live, and I think a lot of people's livelihood has been sort of stopped um, because of the pandemic. Um, I think we're. I'm lucky enough to be on the record side of it, and yeah, it hasn't hit us as bad yet. Um, so we're sort of semi okay, but the pandemic has affected loads of people in in the worst way. I think people are getting super creative though. I think the live concerts online have all sort of made people sort of think outside the box, which is a positive. Um, I think I don't I don't know if live shows are ever going to be totally as they were. I think uh, I think the procedures of going to live shows and everything else is all going to change. I do think it will get going again, um, but I just think there's going to be a lot of caution around it. 
Okay. What's the next question? I wish this would actually... Here we go. Okay. How would you define culture? A word that gets used lots. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one. I mean... That's a tricky word. Yeah, how would I define it? I don't know how to define culture. For me, culture is genuinely what's happening with people, what's happening with youth, what's happening in, in different places. Um, it just sort of defines the time a bit. And yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a hard question, actually. Um, how would you define culture? Uh, a word that gets used lots. I think people use it for what they want, to be honest. For me, for me, culture is understanding what's going on and what, what's connecting with people and what matters to people. Mm. I feel like the word culture is yeah music fashion <laughs> environment yeah, all of that do you know what I was going to say with culture I feel like a lot of people use that word when they want it's like each person throws it around I don't know well the questions are to you anyway but <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no that's a bad one there um okay back to Porsche again how different do you think the UK music industry behind the scenes compares to the US music industry uh behind the scenes okay so how different do you think the uk music industry is behind the scenes compared to the us music industry behind the scenes i think it's, it's i don't think it's that different i think it's just different scale because obviously there's a lot more going on it's a bigger economy in america um i don't think it's totally different i think it takes a lot longer to break a record in america where you can break a record a lot quicker in the uk um i think that i think that that's a different comparison if you're putting songs out um the definition of a hit record is probably a bit different as well um but yeah it's just scale for me i think it's just size and scale i don't think they're that different i think the mechanics of it are very similar i mean their radio system is very different to ours and in, in the in the fact that their radio system um they have a lot more options a lot more genres that can do a, a lot more things where in england we've got three in, in commercial pop music we have sort of three major stations that, that that call the shots on the radio side of it but outside of that it's pretty similar all right okay let's keep it going does it make sense for up-and-coming artists to send their music to labels? Um, it does make sense sometimes, but nowadays I think you've got to create momentum for yourself. Labels will find you. They're, on, they're online constantly. They're at gigs constantly. So I think just sending them to labels can be, a, I think it's a bit lazy. Yeah. It's almost like, what else are you... Like, it's, it's lazy because there's so many people who want to do it. So many people want to be signed by a label. Just to send, you, you're going to send a demo in, and then everyone's going to hit the jackpot, and then you're going to be famous the next day. Like, you saw me. I, I got, I got a record deal. I got dropped before the song came out. Like, I know what it is. Like, you got, you got, you got to put it in. There's, there's no two. Like, that is the real. Yeah. It's just like, lazy. It's just absolutely jobs. lazy. We, you think? I don't know what people expect. It's comedy. It's like they're watching Disney st stuff. Like. That's not how, the real world. You, you've got to put it in. You've got to put some work. You've got to show that you're serious. You're you're doing shows. You thought about your social media. There's a story. There's a plot. Like there's so many. It's, you've got to almost respect the the work that people are going to have to put into you by showing them that you are willing to do just as much, or if not more. True. All right. Next question. How is the lockdown affecting the music industry? I feel like we kind of mm -hmm. asked that. Yeah, we, I think oh. we answered that. Yeah. 
I think we've had a really answer. Yeah, Trey John Marie made a good point there. He said it could be lazy if uh, for people wait for it to be hyped. I'm not saying wait for it to be hyped at all. My 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 point is that I think you you've got to commit to doing a bit more work on your side of it. You could you could home your craft. You could build up a bit of. I'm not saying your social media's got to be popping off, but you could refine what you do. You can make your songs be be amazing. You could you could develop yourself as an artist. There's loads of other things you can do, but I do think you have a, a responsibility to sort of. Put, put as much into yourself as possible before you, you think you're ready to move to that next level. That's fine. And Trey, you should have sent that question definitely in the box, please, because it's dead in the comments. Yeah, Trey's no, making a good point. Trey, in case anyone don't know, Trey's an amazing producer. Like, he's, he's an incredible producer. Bad boy producer. He's a bad boy producer. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, what would you say is the most important when you're putting out a record, i.e. promo, market, campaign, what would you say is the most important? I think it depends on the record. I think that's a, that's a broad question. I think sometimes the promo on the record is the most important thing. Sometimes the marketing, I think it depends on the act and the artist. I think every artist is different and I think you have to accommodate for that. Totally agree. I hear you on that one. Um, what is the landscape looking for you given... Oh, what is the landscape looking for, uh, given that we are in a promising time for urban music? I think, I think, like literally, I think there's no end to it. I think you could, there's, there's nothing but amazing things that could happen. I think the world is primed to sort of push this music through for uh, for as long as I can see. I think as long as culture is around, um, this music will be relevant. I can't see any end to it. I think we can get bigger and bigger and bigger. All right, hear that. Man like Jay, being the built-in. Advice for someone who was first to offer an age but can't get any attention to get a new position. I, I, I mean, being first to offer, <laughs> there's a lot of people that have been first to offer. I mean, I respect it and, I, and congrats on that, but being first to offer doesn't mean you got it. I think a lot of people offered on stuff. I, I, I saw Ed Sheeran when they, before he was signed into Asylum, but I can't really... Do you know what I mean? I was on that. I thought it was sick, but it's, <laughs> I missed that boat in it. It wasn't me. I didn't do. I didn't do the deal. I wasn't there early enough. I respect if you're on early on things, but at the same time, I think you can't claim things that would have been. I think you you can only claim the things you've done. And in yeah, a, in, in, in A and R world, there's a bag of man. In A and R world, there's a bag of man that was on stuff early on first. Like you don't get no respect from our side, like because it's hard. One thing is signing it, another thing is making it work. Like, they're two different things. And if you didn't even sign it to even get a chance to make it work, then you can't take the credit. I think you've got to roll your sleeves up and get the next one and own it. No, but I think he's asking advice, as in, to, as in he, uh, he's trying to get a new position. Yeah. So I think it's like, what's the advice given? My, my advice would be, find another one, find more. Do, do get another H or another few of them that you feel had the same sort of clout as that and, and then re-approach people with it and be early on. Befriend the person that you think is going to be that person. Get involved in either the management side and be, be, help them sort of help them grow and, and do their thing and, and be a part of that regime or start sending sort of these sort of acts to people in publishers and, and record labels and, and make sure they know it's you who's doing it. Okay. Right, keeping this moving. With the drastic development of music consumption and social media, do you think you can strategically manufacture viral moments? Um, with the drastic development of music consumption, yeah, I think you can to a certain extent. You can manufacture moments, and I think 
do you say moments, manufactured moments? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah he's basically yeah, saying, yeah. with the drastic development of music consumption and social media, do you think people can strategic, strategically manufacture the viral moments? So something's going viral and yeah. people made that happen. Yeah, 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 I think you can, definitely. Definitely. Okay. But bear in mind, it's just a moment. It's not the end. It's just a moment. It doesn't mean your artist is going to do well long term. It means you can create little buzz moments. My earpieces have run out, by the way, so I have to take these out. Okay, you might have to talk closer. Yeah, battery dead off. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, why does Tidal not have more representation in the UK? That's a tough one. I can't answer that. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 I can't answer that. I don't know. But it's definitely you not working for Tidal tricks. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Let's keep it going. How do artists organically break through without big budgets, viral moments, or TikTok challenges? How do big artists organically break through yeah. viral moments? Um, I think other artists have broken through without viral moments. I think, again, I think building consistency, um, having great music, building some sort of fan base, the old school way maybe, maybe doing shows, obviously pandemic, uh, not allowing people to do that. But I don't think viral moments, I think you've got to do what works for you as an artist. Some artists won't lean towards TikTok. It won't work for some artists. Do you know mm. what I mean? And um, some artists might have a viral moment. I think you've got to find your path and your route through, whether it be through live, whether it be through streaming, whether it be through social media. But I think every artist will have an angle. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's just impossible to break through. But I don't think that's the only way. Right, OK. Question here from Kwan. Have you inherited a Rust Atlantic or do you have a blank slate, Rich? Cheeky one. Uh, Kwan, um... <laughs> We'll see. We're sort of still discussing that at the moment, so um, I can't answer that. Definitely, you cannot answer that one here on the live. Next question: What are the keys for promotion for singles post twenty twenty? What are the keys? What are the keys for promotion singles twenty twenty? Yeah, I guess it's like what are the key things, or what are the what are the key things that should be done? I'm assuming. Mm, that's a hard one. Um, it, like I said, the key things of it, 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 that sort of suggests that every single is the same, and there's one answer. I just mm. think I just think you can't answer that. Like, I think you you got to look at project by project. You got to look at what's working for them. In terms of promo, some things, some people have got a real personality and, uh, and are able to go on radio and and. and do interviews and they're really funny and, and engaging. Other people are awful at sort of engaging the radio, but have amazing songs and need mm. to be sort of held back from promo. So I think it depends on the artist and the person. I think some some things, I think I think even on Sam Smith, I didn't see Sam Smith do interviews for the first year, maybe, sort of thing, while they were sort of focusing on his music. So I think, um, well, not many, many sort of interviews. I think it depends on the artist, really. You got, I think you've yeah. got to do case by case and do what works for you. I agree. Um, here we go, Max Parker. As an A&R, do you look at songs as a product? Okay, do you look at songs as a product? Um, no, not really. Um, I, I see them as, I, mean, I think the songs are king normally, and I think I see songs as a sort of integral part of what an artist is, and I think it's important to make sure the songs are as good as, as, good as they can be. But the word product, sort of implies it's just a sort of uh, like a little asset thing and I don't think that I think the songs are the things that drive everything that we do and I think they, they define whether we're successful or not so no I think it's too I think that belittles what that is a bit personally right okay 
We've got another one here. Best way to go about establishing your own label imprint? Um, I think the best way to go about establishing a label imprint is to find some wicked artists or some artists, some earlier artists and develop them a bit and start putting them out for a distributor and getting some momentum. And once that starts to make sense, uh, you, you can then step up to have a proper label imprint. Okay. One here from Gary Pape. Stance on trend of A&A by analytics as opposed to air slash instinct. So what's your stance? Yeah, on? my stance on, I think you've got to, I think in, in the modern world, you can't ignore data, you can't ignore numbers and everything else, but it shouldn't be the defining factor of signing something. I think you use it to sort of educate you a bit and to sort of confirm a few things, but ultimately, like I said before, if you love it and you're passionate about it and the data sort of complements that passion, then you should run with it. I don't think you should ever sign something just off data. Yeah. I think I think that's very dangerous. Unless you're that guy who just don't care and just on a regular one looking for it in and out, then that's fine. But I think if you're serious about what you want to do in, in music, I think you've got to look past that. But I don't think you can ignore it. I think the data sort of can really help you identify your fan base and allow you to sort of focus on the marketing side of what you're trying to do. So you can't you just can't ignore it. But I don't think it should define why you do something. Okay. Next question. What five things would you like to see UK rappers do in marketing <laughs> that they're not currently doing? Fine, I, I can't answer that. I mean, five things. I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry. Okay. Shout out Mr. Jam. Mr. Jam, you didn't put it in the box, but as your good friend Pete of mine and Rich, I'm going to answer your question. Mr. Jam's going, what's the one that got away for you, Rich? Oh, that's a hard one. I mean, I try not to live with any regrets. One that really got away from me. None that I can genuinely say that I've sort of like, I should have done and I was in a good place to get it. Like, I've seen people, I remember when, I know someone who sort of missed out on the Ed Sheeran thing and literally, it makes them sick every time they mention his name because of how well it's done. Um, but for me, I'm not, I don't think I've had a real sort of moment in my career where I've gone, I totally sort of shut the bed on that. On, on an artist sort of thing. Um, there's stuff that's happened around me that I know people that I've done a come up. Actually, I'll tell you what, there is one. Sorry. <laughs> I come back to, I come back to, I remembered one thing. There's a kid called, um, everyone, everyone know Jack Jones? Ah, Rad Light Tims. Yeah, Tims, 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 Tims on the guitar, Tims. Um, Tims, who used to be my, um, he used to be M-Dub's MD on their very first tour. He used to be their musical director. If anyone, I'm not sure if anyone knows this, but he's now Jax Jones. Um, he was a good friend of ours. Sort of, we all used to hang with him. He used to sort of send me music, and I didn't used to take it seriously enough. And he played at my wedding. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Mr. Ryan. He played wait, at our wait, wedding. Jax Jones was at your wedding. He played my first song. Seriously. He, take, he played my first song as a guitar, but he was in a group then called Domino Go. So like a, it was in a two-piece um, vocal group where he played guitar and the other guy's song. Sorry. So he was a friend. But it was before, before all the Jax Jones was even born or even was an idea. And um, yeah, he, I, he used to send me stuff and I didn't take it seriously enough. And I, I, I regret not doing that. Um, because he's clearly talented and had a great career, um, but that's probably the one. One that's probably the one I go. Actually, yeah, I definitely messed up on that one. I should have taken him seriously. Fair, it happens. He, Anthony said he's good enough to play my wedding, but not for the charts. There wasn't the point at my wedding. He was playing guitar, and, and it was like a soulful group. You missed the point, Anthony. He wasn't making productions then, like he is now. Cool. Two-toed Ed, shout out Sharav. 
He goes, do you feel there's an issues or there's issues with the way top tier MDs value black music? What are your thoughts on high advance market share and fast food culture? <laughs> and something else. Wait, I can't even sure I've got in with like three questions in one. I can't even read all of it. <laughs> let's, let's, let's answer them bit by bit. So the first bit is what? Do you feel there is an issue with the way top tier MDs value black music? I think I think there has been in the, there's been a massive issue in the past and um, how they handle it. I think I think some top tier MDs suffer it rather than love it and support it. I think it, because it's doing so well on the market share side of it, I think some MDs and some some labels. Um, do it because they have to, because it's winning and it's working. I don't think that they necessarily want the culture to be furthered. And I think they actually suffer it. And I think, I mean, I've been in situations, I won't say where, where people would prefer for us to do A&R meetings without playing urban music sort of thing. I've been in those rooms where they've gone, oh, not this week, please, man, sort of thing. So um, that, that stuff happens. It happens. I'm, I'm lucky uh, enough, and I'm not the same because I'm at Atlantic, but... The whole ethos at Warner and what they're doing at the moment, they're, 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 they're handling that head on. They've been amazing at sort of being very vocal about wanting to invest in culture. And for me, um, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to join the company. Because Yeah, shout out Warner, because I work at Warner too. Shout out Warner, <laughs> I'm telling you. It's about to get mad still. Very mad. I like that one there, Rich. Um, here we go for T. What is your ultimate goal in the business? Well, I don't want to tell everyone yet because someone might, not really. <laughs> um, my ultimate goal, ultimately, is to have a legacy. I want someone to last longer than I last in the world. So I want to, I want to have an impact on culture or, and have enough success. So I want to bring, for me, my ultimate goal is to have a legacy I can look back on and say I've made a proper difference on a lot of people's lives and I've done good work. Love that. Love that, love that. Um, here we go. Oh, this guy's been waiting for a minute actually with his question. Um, what's the biggest mistake or something you have both missed out on industry wise? So, what's the biggest mistake or something you have both missed out on industry wise? Mm, I don't know. I think we sort of answered the one about the artist thing, but um, yeah, I don't really. Do you know what? I don't have a. I don't really have a biggest mistake or something I missed out on. I guess, do you know what? Yes. When I was when I first started as an A&R, I thought things being done meant it was done. And I basically realised it. no deal is done until they signed with the E. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell them your story? I do not want to tell my story, no. But what I will say is <laughs> I definitely learned, like, nothing is done. In this industry, no deal is signed. Until the ink is dry. If the ink is not dry, someone telling you it's done, the lawyer telling you it's done, the bad it like it doesn't matter. So yes, that was a big mistake I learned early. Go, Rich, what's yours? Um yeah, again, yeah, it's not done until it's done. I think that's a good one. Um some of we both missed up, but I've missed up and I don't know. Yeah, I, I think your answer was was sufficient, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. All good. Also, I see the trolls, no one is sweating. Guys, if you're trolling, you don't want to be here. Let some other people come, please, because it's not. Yo, it's not just a, I see someone saying the lawyers have been doing this dirty. No comment on that one. I will just block people from the live. If I see you trolling, I'll block you from the live. Let's let oh. some people. All right, brother. How shall we? How like? Should we wrap it up? Are we good? 
Yeah, no, there's loads of questions here, Rich. I'm trying to get through them so everyone gets answered. Oh, um, okay, cool. Okay, so we go for another five more minutes. Yes, let's get through them. What's your opinion on the top five producers in the UK? That's a bit hard. Ooh, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. I've not even thought about that still. Um, top five for me? Who I, who I... I don't want to offend anyone. I need to, I'm making records right now. I'm not trying to like... <laughs> All right, we're skipping that. Let's keep going. Yeah, I'm, Let's keep trying going. To, I'm trying to get my, my production fees doubled. Let's, let's, I want to get everyone's question in. How to get label interest? I feel like we slightly answered yeah, that. Yeah, we won that. Go on to the next one. We answered that. Great. How can you tell when an artist has a strong image? I mean, it's subjective, isn't it? It depends on my opinion of what a strong image is. Um, that's, yeah, that's a hard one. Right, okay. Let's keep it moving. What do you, what steps should artists take to get publishing deals? I think the, I mean the first step would be to have some amazing writing and develop themselves as a writer, so they can contribute songs. So I think the first step is refining their their writing and making sure that they've got something that publishers will be interested in. All right, perfect. We're breezing through, guys. How should a new artist find gigs to play and build their name? Um, you can look online. There's loads. There's loads of live nights around London. I, I think you've got, yeah, I'd look for, I used to look for open mic nights to go and see new people around London. I don't know how sort of prevalent that is now, but I remember um, when, I was get, when I was just getting in the business scouting, I was out like five, six nights a week looking, going to shows around London and trying to find gigs for new artists. So there's definitely stuff out there. you just got to dig. All right, we're breezing through. Who is the best branding executive around? Oof. <laughs> I think there's a girl called Delapo who I know, he's pr pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> um, she's that one. No, yeah, there's this girl called Delapo, she's incredible. Um, uh, she works, um, I think, with, with actually with Sarah Stanett and the gang, but she's brilliant. I think I recommend her to anyone. All right, we're literally five questions away, we're done, yeah, let's keep going. Um, in rap, how do you separate the talent from the noise when most rappers copy one another's flows at wordplay? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's been like that since the start of time, and Travis is a good one. But I think ultimately, what they can't copy is the characters they are. And I think when whenever I look for any, whether it's a rapper or an artist, I think you look for characters and interesting people with a bit of a point of difference. And I think that that counts in rap as well. I think you can have flows, you can have all all types of things that are very similar to others. But if you're an interesting character that people are interested in, and you have a uh, something about you that that people find engaging, I think that that could be the point of difference. All right, we're on the last five, Rich. Last five. I know you That's five. Go. You said that five ago, bro. No, we're literally on the last five. We're literally on the last five. Where do you think is the best platform to release music videos on? YouTube. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's pretty, I think YouTube, personally. I mean, no offense to anyone else. I think YouTube, I think, yeah, it depends on the style. But there are other places within YouTube, like on GRM or even with LinkUp, where they got Rashid. Um, and those sort of platforms are really helpful as well. Okay. This is with a sick one here. Question for the UK, Clive Davis and Jimmy Iveen. Why have labels seemingly forgotten about artist development? Again, it's not. I think a lot of the labels are under lots of pressure to to do well and to have market share. And I think sometimes when they're looking to have success very quickly, they sort of bypass the development thing. And when when there's constant bidding wars for for singles and one-off singles, like 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 we're seeing a lot at the moment, the pressure to sort of make them work very quickly sort of takes all the development out. Like I'm talking to a lot of artists at the moment about doing deals where 
we are allowed to take time. I think the lawyers, I think the artists and the managers have all got to sort of sit down and say, look, we want to have a career. Therefore, we're going to do a deal that is sensible, that is going to allow us to have the label and the people invested take a bit more risk over a longer period of time. I think with with the sort of need for instant gratification and the sort of need to have hits very quickly, I think a lot of labels um, are just seemingly sort of skipping the development bit. I think every label would like to do the development bit and want to. Some people don't have the, some labels don't have the staff. Some people, some labels don't have the sort of people within their within their system that are able to sort of develop properly. But for me, I think the deals that are going around at the moment are really sort of stumping the growth of doing development. And I think people, if people do sensible deals and allow record labels and other companies to have a bit more time to get it right and to take a few shots and to allow you to fuck up a bit and get it wrong and have songs that don't work a few times before they do work, then I think that development thing will change. Right. Literally, we're on the last three, bro. No one said any more in at the last three. What's your take on the Afrobeats movement? I think it's incredible. I think it's penetrating every territory in the world, nearly. I think it's really important. I think in the Afrobeats sort of world, I mean, I've been, I've been, I went to Lagos for the first time this year and like some of the talent and, and, the, and the people there, it's like, it's unbelievable. I think Africa is primed to be possibly the most important sort of continent on the planet in terms of music, for new music and for development. I mean, there are people there that I think in the next sort of three to four years that are going to penetrate the US market properly on a, on a, and not seen as an Afrobeats artist. They're going to be seen as artists. Like people that can sit next to a Taylor Swift or uh, a Pharrell or there's something that has way more scope than it being an Afrobeat art. Because I feel like the Afrobeat thing is sometimes belittled a bit. And I think it's 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 a bit sort of, it just annoys me that that's how it is. I think they've got every opportunity to, to, to be massive globally. And I think we should all support that. Perfect. All right. Second to last one. As a manager, should I be looking for an A&R to break through my artists? Hell no, but go and carry it. <laughs> yeah, as a manager, you should be looking to, for yourself to break for the artist and, and an A&R to complement that and to help you um, refine the songs and, and get you in rooms and develop what you're doing. Um, but I don't think, I think when I was a manager, I, I just took all the responsibility on myself. I've always felt like, I hope everyone else does a good job, but I'm definitely going to do a good job. I've always had that sort yeah. of energy. And I think that's, that's what people have to do. I think you've got to really, really... Um, put the responsibility on yourself to do that job but I think the A&Rs should do their job too but if I'm a manager and it's me I'm grateful for the help and the support but I'm not going to let anyone mess it up right and I'm going to end on this question because I like what the guy said he's gone what inspired this life to happen and before I mention let Rich talk I'm just going to say that this was inspired by the fact that Tempo and Flow cannot do live events tempo and flow is something that was created with me and two friends shout out selena shout out lauren to provide a platform for up-and-coming acts and we realized when the lockdown came you know we were going to be able to do live events and we started this and i want to say big up to rich because i asked him would he be you know the first guest um would he come on and give back and talk about his journey and answer some questions and I feel like that inspired it would you say Rich? Yeah exactly that I think um, obviously in lockdown we all sort of we're not, we haven't got the ability to get out there and I think for me um, the sort of giving back bit I, I really believe in karma and I think I've been lucky enough to sort of have a good run and, and, and 
do some good things. And I think it's always good to sort of give back something. And I, I really believe that if we can sort of help support younger, new people coming into the business, um, that it will help everyone. So yeah, that's, that's I'm, I'm really, really happy it's happening. And when you asked me, I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but at the same time, I feel like <laughs> I could give, I could give something positive back. So that's why I've done it. And also, do you know what? Big you up, Rich, as well, man. Because listen, I'm a big believer personally in giving people their flowers while they're alive. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of us, you know, it's a competitive industry, it's a competitive sport. But at the end of the day, me and you are friends. We have a friendship anyway, and. I've seen the hard work. I've seen the records sold. I've seen when you've had to go to Canada, all of that. So me personally, thank you, bro. You know, on behalf of Tempo Flow, thank you. I wanted to make sure, you know, you put it out there. People understood the journey. Man side man, Leanne adds at 14. <laughs> Steph London, Ed Dubs. I know you're going to kill it in the new role. So, yeah. Big up. Thank, thank you, bro. You all right. Thank you, guys. Later. All right, peace. Later. Right, Rich out. Cool. So you're left with me. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> so I hope everyone enjoyed that. I literally hope artists and up and coming executives took something from that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, big up everyone that was in the live. I see Mr. Jam, Luke Mitzvah, Sharav, Gary, Mark, David, Anthony, Rob with the troll himself, Benji, <laughs> um, Travis, everyone, man. Like, big up. And, you know, we're grateful for this. Do you know what I mean? Lockdown's a bit mad. I know, like I said, it's Mental Health Week. I hope everyone's making sure that they're, they're healthy. Do you know what I mean? Their minds in the right place. Their spirits in the right place. And they're just doing what they need to do. Um, yeah, we're going to be back next week. Uh, I don't know the time yet. <laughs> I don't know the time. But we're going to be back next week. We're going to have somebody from marketing on. Yes, we're going to have someone from marketing so we're going to switch it up. Today you heard about A&R, the manager. Next week we're going to have someone from marketing. And we're going to keep this going. And please, if there's any questions you guys want me to ask, if you want, you know, like anything, just let me know. Like, it's not, there's no ego involved in this. This is just literally, yeah, to to show people that, you know, there's advice and there's things they can learn from this. So shout out everyone. Jam, shout out. Terrence, shout out. Emma Arika Gary what are you signing nothing fuck all it's quarantine ain't signing a goddamn thing um, I'm gonna save this on IGTV um, literally everyone hit me up and yeah we'll speak soon signing out peace